Hello and welcome to our midweek history short show, bringing you tidbits from this week in history, presented by Arthur Conversations and Arcadia Publishing in the History Press. I'm Jonathan Foster. Of course, this week is the week of Thanksgiving, and we hope you all have a great one. Let's get into some little-known history. It was a celebration held every November in New York City, a grand parade and all types of festivities. Sound familiar? Well, before the now well-known Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, there was a celebration of Evacuation Day held every November 25th in New York City, marking the day when the last of the British troops left the city in 1783, and General George Washington, along with New York Governor George Clinton, led American troops into the town. New York had been under British control since late in the summer of 1776, and now was being evacuated almost three months after the Treaty of Paris had been signed, which officially brought an end to the American Revolution. After Washington and the troops entered the city, speeches were made and toasts were made to the general troops and the new nation. New Yorkers would celebrate this event for centuries with not only parades, but fireworks and military displays on a scale that rivaled the 4th of July. If you are still looking for a way to celebrate Evacuation Day in the city, I suggest visiting Francis's Tavern. For it was here where, after a long day of festivities, Washington, his officers, Governor Clinton, and distinguished citizens attended a dinner and participated in 13 toasts made to the United States, the Netherlands, the King of Sweden, the American Army, the French Army and Navy, and to the memory of our new nation's fallen heroes. It was also at this site on December 4, 1783, where Washington held a farewell dinner and gave a farewell toast to his officers, stating, With a heart full of love and gratitude, I now take leave of you. I most devoutly wish that your latter days may be as prosperous and happy as your former ones have been glorious and honorable. I cannot come to each of you, but shall feel obliged if each of you will come and take me by the hand. It was the movie premiere of a hero dressed all in black. He fought against the corrupt. He would rescue a beautiful damsel in distress. Of course, he also had an alter ego some may describe as a rich, bumbling playboy. The hero also had a symbol that would strike fear into the heart of his enemies. No, the symbol was not a bat, but a Z. This Z was the mark of Zorro, the champion of the people, and he left the mark on the faces of evildoers. Zorro, who may be cinema's first superhero, made his debut in The Mark of Zorro on November 27, 1920. Zorro was brought to life by the legendary Douglas Fairbanks. Imagine a meteorite that has been traveling through space, the wonders it has seen on its travels, yet it has one last planet to visit, and it begins to break up in the atmosphere of our own blue and green planet. Now imagine yourself tired in the mid-afternoon. If you are not busy, you may lie down on the couch for a quick nap. That is exactly what Anne Hodges did on November 30th, 1954. And she was interrupted from that nap when a piece of that interstellar traveler crashed through the roof of the home she was renting at 2.46 p.m., leaving her with a nasty bruise on her left hip. Where did this happen? Why, that would be in the town of Sylacauga, a.k.a. the Cog, Alabama. Sadly, this was not the end of the story. Mrs. Hodges obviously felt she owned the piece of the rock that hit her. The landlord of the damaged property begged to differ, and a court battle ensued. Hodges and her husband agreed to pay the landlord for the rights to the rock, but by the time all the haggling had ended, there was no longer as much interest to buy the rock as there had been. The Hodges donated the rock to the Alabama Museum of Natural History. The stress from the incident contributed to the decline in her physical and mental health and she would die in a nursing home of kidney failure at the age of 52. There is another example of a meteorite hitting a living being. This time it was fatal. On October 15, 1972, in the city of Valera in Venezuela, a meteorite hit and killed a cow. The cow's owner had the animal butchered for dinner, and the meteorite, well, it served for a number of years as a doorstop. If only the cow would have moved. We'll see you next week.